I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Next is now... Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is our Next Is Now segment, and we are going to zero in on what's coming next as it relates to the Old Road Home homeless shelter site in downtown Salt Lake City. To help us break that down is our good friend uh, Scott Howell. Oh, we don't have Scott yet. Oh, we're still waiting for Scott. Sorry, we're uh, getting him patched through there. Uh, That's why we're waiting to get uh, Scott on the line. Uh, We will uh, just kind of give you a little breakdown in terms of what is going on there. Uh, The proposal uh, for a seven-story, 210-unit apartment building with ground floor retail space will be built on the site of the uh, former downtown homeless shelter uh, known as the Road Home. Uh, it had a capacity for more than a thousand people uh, at its height, I believe. And uh, if you look at the uh, uh, kind of the, the renderings of the the new facility, again that was released today, uh, again seven story, two hundred and ten unit apartment building, uh, with some retail uh, space uh, happening uh, at the bottom there as well. Uh, and so this uh, property, this development, uh, which is going to be uh, done by uh, Durban Communities and Hamilton Properties. Uh, They aren't asking the city uh, for zoning changes, uh, anything that would slow the uh, incoming mixed-use project. And they expect to break ground uh, later this fall, I believe, and uh, that's if they receive the official approval of... uh, uh, from the city there. Yeah. And so, uh, obviously, as we look at that, uh, homelessness continues to be a big issue here in the state of Utah. And uh, we are uh, looking at all the different avenues. And I know there are proposals being floated uh, from numerous sources, uh, both government and private, in terms of different ways to deal with the, the homeless situation uh, in the state of Utah, and particularly in downtown Salt Lake City. Yeah, and so there are some some interesting uh, things that are that are happening in that space. And uh, do we have Scott now? Uh, we got Scott uh, on the line. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Oh my goodness, what an honor to be on the extended show! I'll <laughs> tell you, I've I voted for this a long time ago, so I'm thrilled that you you're there. I'll tell you, Voice of Reason is back in Utah. So thank you. Uh, well, we we appreciate that. That's why we bring you on the show, Scott. No. <laughs> You have been a, uh, a longtime advocate uh, for what's happening in downtown Salt Lake City and those who are experiencing homelessness uh, and other challenges of being on the street there. So as you look at this uh, new uh, proposed uh, building project there at the old uh, road home shelter site in downtown Salt Lake City, what's your initial reaction, Scott? Well, I think it's pretty innovative and creative. Uh, I think that the 
the mission that the Pioneer Park Coalition had uh, from the very beginning was to find a new resource centers. Um, the old road home had lived a very useful life, and it was a great facility at one time, but it had degraded so much that it was time to bring dignity back to our homeless sisters and brothers so they'd have a place. And the state um, acquired the property, and it went up for sale. And, you know, it was interesting to me that it went uh, – it took, like, two or three years uh, to have that turn around. I think it's been that long since we uh, – since they left the site. But I like what the developers are doing. It's Hamilton Partners, and they are truly uh, innovative in the way that they're looking at this, not only doing things about um, – some housing uh, uh, creativity on the affordable side in there. Uh, a lot of it's going to be market rate, but they have set aside some. So I think it's a it's a great addition to the community. Um, you know, our, uh, we've had many challenges down there, Boyd, and even today uh, we've got camping that's going on. We've got a lot of drug activity that's come back. We've got we now know that there's firearms as what was witnessed out in um, uh, South Salt Lake last week with the two deputies. Yeah. Uh, and it's a sad commentary, but we we are working diligently, again, to do everything we can uh, to find people that, where they need to go. But, boy, there's also uh, a, a, a truth here that there's a lot of homeless now that feel like it's their constitutional right to camp out on the street and um, that's just not the way that we have our society. We still have law and order, and we all no one's above the law, and nobody, no one's be below it. Yeah. And I, I think that that's the, the key to this that we need to do. And I applaud Hamilton Partners for being willing to invest in that community to try and turn it around. Yeah, it's, a, it's such an important conversation for us to be having. And uh, I love the fact, Scott, that you, you bring up this idea that uh, we we do, we do need to have rule of law, and we can have compassion, uh, and sympathy, and and be helpful uh, in a lot of different ways. Because so many of the these kinds of issues in cities and states across the country, uh, we always get these false choices of you know you're either a really compassionate yeah. person or you're just a heartless, ruthless rule of law uh, <laughs> person. And uh, you've been part of this effort for a long time and have shown that. You can do both. Those are compatible principles if we do it right. Well, and the benefit factors on all of these are those that we serve. Yeah. Uh, truly, at the end of the day, homeless uh, individuals that I've become in contact with, they want to restore that dignity of work. They want to be able to feel like they're contributing again. And the best model for that is the Other Side Academy. You know, I, when, I, when I get blue or I'm a little bit down, I go over to the Other Side Academy, and I spent uh, an hour there, and it revives my soul. I mean, how, how, who would know on 7th, East, and 1st, South, there's 120 homeless people, uh, and most of them, all of them all are ex-felons. Right. And, you, you know, and I think it, it goes to your point that you can have that compassion but we are a society of law and order, and heaven help us if we ever veer off that course because yeah. 
that's that that is just not living the what I would call the principles of good life. Yeah, that's right. And uh, interesting, you'd mentioned the other side academy. Uh, just for all of our listeners, you want to make sure you are dialed in tomorrow, uh, right off the top of the show at one o'clock. We're going to have Dave DeRocher from uh, the Other Side Academy, who's actually going to share how. This is a multi-generational challenge, uh, and he's going to talk about not only his coming back through places like Delancey Street and the Other Side Academy, but how his son, uh, who he had, didn't really know until uh, later, uh, was following a similar path, and it's, it's sort of a double redemption story, and uh, you don't want to miss out. It is a powerful way to think again about criminal justice, about homelessness, and, uh, and a host of other things. And uh, Scott, we've got just about a minute to go. Uh, as, as you look at uh, as you look out in terms of what is next, what is the next conversation? What's the next thing we should be thinking about as it relates to those who are experiencing homelessness or on the streets in uh, downtown Salt Lake City? Well, one of the things that's really critical was House Bill 397 that passed, where we now have, for the uh, lack of a better word, a czar, a leader. And yesterday, uh, uh, Governor Cox appointed uh, President Wayne Niederhauser as the new leader. I think the next big step is for Wayne to call for a data active profile mm. on what's happening in our uh, homeless community. We need a dashboard that shows more than just the number of beds that we have or the number of pe- nights people stay I, I, what we, or the number of sanitary uh, kits passed out. What we need is to say, how many people did we get in jobs? How many people did we get back on mental health, uh, it, it help them on mental health issues? How many did we help on addiction? So I think for Utah to have a new leader on homelessness that can coordinate and call for data metrics measurements of really what's happening in the su- successful program is going to be the key for us to move on. Uh-huh. And I'm thrilled you're going to have Dave DeRocher on. To yeah. every listener out there, you want to hear this tomorrow because you will think that you're at conference and there was a fourth speaker that never got on, and this is the guy. This is the guy. Dave is the guy. I listen to Dave all day long. It, uh, it will be great. Oh, One o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Scott Howell, thanks so much for joining us. And I love this idea of the dashboard about outcomes, not just activities. And hopefully Wayne Niederhauser, as he takes over that important role dealing with homelessness, uh, will get us a dashboard that can show us outcomes, not just activity. Scott Howell, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd, and congratulations on the new program. It's great. We appreciate your leadership. Hey, thanks so much, Scott. All right, we're going to step aside. Bottom of the hour news coming up. And when we come back, we always know shining a little light on things uh, is a great disinfectant and a great way to get some clarity and some accountability. We'll talk about taxes coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.